Eight minutes past 11 o'clock right now. Join us on Facebook Live if you can. Everybody's always saying do F1. So today, Danny Hicks is going to do exactly that, F1. Good morning, Danny. What's cooking? Good morning. Yeah, it's start of the new F1 season today. Uh, Bahrain Grand Prix, first practice this evening. Our time. And um, much to look forward to for a chat. You know, uh, uh, there's a promise of uh, a bit of change in the air in F1 this season. Mm. We might actually get we might actually get some racing, you know. Uh, somebody <laughs> challenge Red Bull. Uh, um, Red Bull to challenge Mercedes, I should say. Um, if pre-season testing is anything to go by anyway. I mean, normally we'd be underway by now, of course. We, we, should, we normally start at the beginning of March in, in Australia, but because of COVID, Australian Grand Prix not going to be till November the 21st at the moment. And right. we're going to start in Bahrain for the, for the second year running. Um, Free practice later today, as I say. Drivers have been there at the circuit talking about um, about the season ahead and hopes and fears and expectations. Sure. And, uh, What's the vibe you know, in general? Obviously, well, the vibe is that, uh, you know, Mercedes are going to have a fight on their hands from Red Bull. And we hope so because, let's face it, for the last seven or eight years since the, well, in, in the era of the, the V6 hybrid engines, uh, Mercedes have been untouchable. Um, however, I would caution, even though Red Bull appear to be the favourites heading into the new year after, mm-hmm. you know, three days of solid pre-season testing, um, top the time sheets, no issues, very smooth. Uh, and Mercedes seemed to be on the back foot all the time, didn't have the pace. Uh, Hamilton spun a couple of times. We've seen this before. I remember two or three years ago, Ferrari blitz in pre-season testing. Everyone said, oh, Ferrari going to take it to Mercedes. First race, Australia. Valtteri Bottas wins. Lewis Hamilton second. Here we go again. Same mm-hmm. old, same old. And they threatened for a little while, Ferrari. But, um, you know, mistakes and, and all the rest of it come in. And, and you have to say about Mercedes, what they do better than any other team, as well as having the best car, they make fewer mistakes than anyone else. They make fewer mistakes strategically. Their drivers, they've got seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton going for an eight. He doesn't make many mistakes, and he capitalises on others' mistakes. Get, uh, Danny, called you Gary. Sorry, massive, sure. massive apology there for calling you a Gaza. Anyway, right. uh, do you right, reckon, Dave. how much do you go with the natural talent, nature, nurture thing? I mean, plainly, Lewis, talent is a, uh, Lewis is a supremely talented man. Yeah. But where do you go with the innate stuff and the ability to learn stuff? Well, I think the experience is, is, is very telling in the last few seasons. I mean, Lewis, we knew when he burst onto the scene in, in, in 2007 and almost won the world title in his first season mm. that he was an amazing talent. He won it in his second season. Um, but he did have clashes with, with people on and off the, the track. Um, he made mistakes. Or was it, he doesn't do that anymore. Well, there you go. He's much more... Killed. He's a much more chilled character. 14 years, what a learning curve. Yeah, yeah, and seven world titles. Uh, equal with the great Michael Schumacher, of course, all time. And, and who's to say he won't make it eight this year? But, uh, you know, despite Mercedes looking on the back foot, I say we've seen it all before and we don't know if they bring everything in testing. And, um, you know, it's interesting listening to, to Lewis Hamilton speak overnight in yeah. the paddock. And um, he said... You know, he conceded really that they're going to be in for a battle this season, but he's not giving up the ghost, is he? I think it's going to be, it's going to be one. Of, it's going to be, definitely be the hardest battle we've had so far. At the moment, they are ahead, and um, we have no idea 
we know they're quick here, whether they'll be the same at every single circuit. They'll, I'm sure there'll be places where we're ahead and some of them, are, who knows, maybe or maybe not. But one thing for sure is we're, we're, we're excited and we're, we're down for the fight. Yeah, they're down for the fight. And don't forget, it's a long season this season, 23 races, the longest ever calendar. I mean, we had the truncated sort of interrupted COVID season last season. We're back to something like normal. You know, we won't quite have the fans and things, but we'll have a 23-race calendar. And even if Mercedes are off the pace in the first race, and they quite often are, and they quite often off the pace in, in Bahrain. I think mm. Hamilton's only won there twice in the past. Um, but... You know, over a long season, they have the resources. What's, what's the, the deal with that track? Is it uh, is it some um, you know force majeure thing, well, it, or, or what's the I deal? I mean, he won there last season. He won there sure. last season, um, um, but that was later in the season. Um, Bahrain is normally, you know, at the start of the season. But he won there last year. Um, normally, it comes early in the season. It's a bit of a power circuit. It should suit the Mercedes, but the Red Bull. You know, it's a, it's a difficult one to call. And of course, everyone's just had three days of pre-season testing. Yeah. They'll get an hour, two hour long sessions of practice. There's something worth noting as well, actually. There's some changes for this year. Free practice on Friday and Saturdays is now going to be only an hour long session. Friday previously was two 90 minute sessions. I think that's better because we used to have long periods with cars not on track because they weren't. I don't think they'll run any fewer laps over the practice sessions. Mm. I just think we'll have more more cars on track consistently and that's better for the fans than us watching that. At 7.30 tonight our time, um, with the time difference from Bahrain, is first practice. That's for an hour, as I say, and second practice is at uh, 11 o'clock tonight our time. Third practice tomorrow, 8 o'clock our time tomorrow night, and qualifying, which is where we will see, finally, you know, this, this sort of phony war will end. We'll see the the cars turned up to party mode, going going for it and racing properly and qualifying tomorrow. That's at 11 o'clock tomorrow night till midnight qualifying. That should be really interesting. If you're going to be watching that, turn you're a massive fan, join us on Facebook Live now. We're there rocking and rolling, waiting for your comments. Always lovely to hear from you. And uh, so the question you started off with, uh, is Mercedes in for a caning? That's a question that Nick's been asking us for weeks, I think. Yeah. Looking back on his yeah, messages. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as I say, I think, you know, they're in for a fight. I think Red Bull are going to take it to them. Whether Red Bull have ultimately got enough over a whole season to get ahead of Mercedes remains to be seen. I mean, it's a big ask. You look at uh, look at last season, I mean, Mercedes 573 points, Red Bull 319, and they only won two races. I mean, that's an awful lot to make up, even with the impact with the improvements. But And, you know, their, their principal, Christian Horner, this week has been sort of playing doing his best to try and play down expectations after their kind of sensational testing and uh, and and suggesting even that, you know, Mercedes were trying to move the spotlight away from them by talking up Red Bull's chances. And Mercedes, uh, you know, have done this in the past, a bit of sandbagging, and they've talked up Ferrari and, and, and gone out and blitzed everyone again. <laughs> but the data doesn't lie, and the data suggested the RB16, the Red Bull uh, this year, is the strongest package in the field. Um but, uh, you know, Max Verstappen was talking about it as well yesterday, and he's not getting too carried away by the pre-season testing either. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's always nice, of course, to have a test like that. I think everything was running very smooth, so very pleased about that. Uh, but, yeah, there are no guarantees. We, uh, we have to keep improving because the other teams are not standing still as well. And, um, yeah, see how we are going to do here this, this first weekend. Still a bit early to say. Uh, yeah, from our side, it, it all felt positive, but... Um, 
yeah, we have to wait until qualifying to really see the, the performance of all the other teams as well. Yeah, so uh, Max Verstappen, new teammate, of course, for him this season, Sergio Perez has come across. And uh, I think that'll, that'll improve Red Bull as well, because I think they've got two, they'll have two really competitive drivers. Perez has been kind of gone on, not really under the radar for us F1 fans over the last few seasons. He's been consistently good and not quite had the car. It would be great to see how he gets on in, in a proper car at the front of the grid. I think the, the top end of the, the championship is between those two teams. I think Hamilton will win again. You probably don't want me to say that. But I think Red Bull will run them closer and it'll be more exciting, which is great. Mm. Uh, as for the rest, you know, the midfield battle, can Ferrari do any better than last? Well, they can't do any worse, can they? I mean, <laughs> the only way is up surely for Ferrari and, and we'd all like to see it. Um, 2020 was their worst performance as a constructor, as a team, in four decades. They didn't win a race. They just got three podiums and uh, six in the stands. I mean, it all sort of... Can you answer that question with... Can you answer my next question without saying COVID? Do you reckon? COVID. Yeah, I mean, you said it's their worst one in all this time. It just happened to have been last yeah. year. No, it, was, it wasn't anything to do with COVID. It was to do with... Um, disarray in the team. They'd already said that they, Sebastian Vettel was leaving at the end of the season. Mm. They wouldn't renew his contract, so he had very little incentive to do anything. Developing the car, the car stood still in terms of development. The power, it was underpowered. They'd had problems the season before where they'd, uh, they'd taken a hit from, uh, they'd been fined for, for some jiggery-pokery with their engine, and as soon as they were told not to do it anymore, suddenly they lost power. They didn't have the straight-line speed. Um, Charles Leclerc, you know, the, 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 he should have been the junior partner to Vettel in the team. He scored 98 of their 131 points last season. Shows you Vettel wasn't there. Um, you know, they will do better this season. They cannot do any worse than come sixth in the in the Constructors' Championship where they did the last year. And, you know, Charles Leclerc, he's got a new partner as well. Carlos Sainz coming across. Carlos Sainz is going to give him a bit of oomph. I think there's going to be no kind of favouritism between the drivers there. I think no team orders, no animosity as there might have been between Vettel and Leclerc, you know, when Leclerc was getting favourable treatment and Vettel who thought he was entitled to it because he was the veteran and the four-time world champion. You got none of that baggage coming in, so that can only improve the team. And uh, Leclerc was talking as well overnight, and he said there were signs in pre-season testing that the car would be better this year. Um, I have to say the balance was improved uh, a little bit. Then in terms of overall performance, we'll have to wait probably Saturday uh, for, for qualifying to see exactly where we are at. Um, but in terms of balance, it felt a bit easier to, uh, to deal with uh, during, uh, during uh, the, the testing. Speaking about stages in the team, I don't think there will be a leader. Uh, there's, uh, there's no number one or number two. Carlos is uh, extremely quick. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, be on track together with him tomorrow so we can uh, start to push, uh, to push each other uh, to, to perform better at every, every session. Yeah, so uh, I think, it, you know, it, we, the fans of the Tifosi uh, can improve, uh, expect an improvement from the, the Maranello team there. I think, you know, they, they, they've had their rough time. They, they, they're coming out of it. I don't think they'll be challenging, you know, for the top honours uh, this season. I don't think that's going to happen until really we're not going to see them at the top end of the grid really probably until next season when all the new regulations come in and the changes, I think they're putting all their eggs in their basket towards uh, developing a, a car for that. 
Um, but they have definitely, you know, got some improvements in that car. They, they've got a new power unit, which should be should be better, and they've and they've got some improvements aerodynamically and so on. So, which was led by McLaren last year. Um, but uh, you know, one of the exciting things as well, as well as in fact, we're looking forward to some great racing. Is that there are a lot of new faces on the grid this year, um, both in drivers and 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 new names in the constructors, or new old names, as you say, like like Aston Martin coming back is great, isn't it? And it looks great the car in the in the sort of British racing green livery and Alpine, uh, a venerable old name uh, taking over the Renault mark. But uh, the, you know, we've got a we've got an Asian driver uh, again, Yuki Sonoda, first Japanese driver since what 2014 on the grid. He's at Alpha Tauri. Um, really, really good up and coming driver. Looking forward to see how he goes. And of course, the Haas has got an all rookie lineup with none other than Mick Schumacher, the son of Michael Schumacher, uh, taking his place in F1. You know, uh, just great, isn't it, to see a Schumacher name back on the grid? And, and Nikki, Nikita Mazepin, this uh, young Russian, alongside him at Haas. I don't think Haas, unfortunately, are going to do anything. And I think those rookies are going to struggle a bit because. Hass are going to be fighting for the wooden spoon, I think, or fight, fighting to avoid the wooden spoon this season. So very little development. They've got the new Ferrari power unit that the Ferrari got. But apart from that, they haven't really gone anywhere in pre-season. So they're going to struggle. But, you know, Aston Martin, I, I just love to see these names on the grid now. We've got Alfa Romeo. We've got Aston Martin. We've got Alpine. We've got Mercedes. They really are some of the great names of motorsport over over history. And to you know, to have Aston Martin back and, and Sebastian Vettel driving it is, is great, you know, and Lance Stroll alongside him in the seats. And um, Sebastian Vettel has this habit every year of uh, naming his car. He's called them Juicy Lucy and all sorts of things in the past. He gives his, gives his car a, a kind of funny, sexy name every year. And um, of course, he revealed always talk of the paddock is what, what's his car going to be called before the first race. <laughs> And uh, knowing his history and knowing his Aston Martin and knowing that James Bond drove at Aston Martin, of course, most famously in, in, in movie in movie terms, um, uh, he's been inspired by that. And uh, Sebastian Vettel, I can reveal, his car will be called Honey Rider this season. <laughs> after uh, And it, those of you who are uh, students of the history of James Bond film will know that Dr. No, the very first James Bond film, Honey Rider, of course, was uh, Ursula Andress's character, who emerged from the sea in Brilliant. that bikini. So uh, nice one, Sebastian, for uh, knowing your history and your Aston Martin history. Um, and uh, he said it's the first of a kind, this Aston Martin car, a new story, so we thought it'd be a good name to give it. So hats off to you. And of course, uh, Alpine have taken over the Renault mark, as I say, and, and they've got a two-time world champion, Fernando Alonso, back in the saddle there. He's been away, you know, doing Le Mans and doing uh, ride, uh, driving in IndyCar and all sorts of things. Um, coming back onto the grid, though, and he's got high hopes for Renault this season. He said he's not just going to be coming back to make up the numbers. I think we have to uh, to see where we are, first of all, in terms of um, how competitive we feel after the first couple of weekends. But I think uh, a happy 2021 uh, will be uh, being regular in the points, uh, fighting in the Q3 having the possibilities to fight for podiums like uh, Renault did last year with three podiums. I think that will feel a, a good season for us. 
Yeah, I think he will be. I think that, you know, they will challenge for podiums and points, Renault. They did last season with, with Daniel Ricciardo, who's gone to McLaren now. Um, you know, there's a few changes around. Should run through, really, the group. Obviously, Mercedes unchanged. Lewis Hamilton, Valtteri Bottas, Red Bull, Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez have said, Ferrari, Leclerc and Sainz. McLaren, uh, new lineup. Daniel Ricciardo moving over from Renault, of course, and Lando Norris. He's very excited to be driving for McLaren. And McLaren, don't forget, were third in the constructors last year, had their best season for many, many years. They'll be looking to build on that. Uh, Aston Martin, Sebastian Vettel, Lance Strolls, as I say, Alpine, Ocon, Alonso, Alpha Tauri, formerly Toro Rosso, of course, Pierre Gasly and Yuki Sonoda. Pierre Gasly getting that surprise Grand Prix win in the, the other Bahrain race last year with, a, with that crash marred event and uh, uh, Williams with George Russell and Nicholas Latifi uh, unchanged there Has Mick Schumacher and Nik- Nikita Mazepin all rookie all new lineup and Alfa Romeo unchanged Kimi Raikkonen and Antonio Giovinazzi so um, predictions for the season how do I see it going I've said already two-way tussle at the top I don't think there's any doubt about that no one else is going to get a look in there Mercedes Red Bull but the midfield battle is where it's almost always most fascinating and um, you know like I said Mc- McLaren Racing Point and Renault last year, I mean, you couldn't really get a fag paper between them. And 21 points separating them at the end of the season. McLaren coming third, Racing Point fourth, Renault fifth. Um, They are going to be joined, I think, by Ferrari this season in that midfield battle. So I think that's going to be a four-way tussle for the the midfield places. And Alpha Tauri might even, with Yuki Tsunoda in there, who's very, very quick, might also get in the mix for that. So we could have a five-way sort of battle for the midfield. Unfortunately, the bottom feeders, the wooden spoonists, the guys feeders. down the bottom, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be, you know the, what, what a bottom feeder, flounders, aren't they? A place, those flatfish at the bottom, that's what they are, the bottom feeder. It'll be Alfa Romeo, Haas and Williams. Williams had no points last season. Um, despite George Russell, you know, doing great, going great guns when he replaced uh, uh, Lewis Hamilton for a race at uh, Mercedes. I think Williams will come on for it. Their car looks great anyway. They've got a new livery with with shocking sort of blue yeah, and lovely. white. It looks really good, the car. looks really lovely. I think they might get some points this year. I hope they do. And I think they might, you know, they might, there might be a little bit of a tussle there between Alfa Romeo, Haas and Williams for, for who's the best of the rest. I can see them all scoring points every now and then. I think Haas, though, might just, uh, might just be the ones who win the wooden spoon this year with the two rookies there. Uh, Having a bit of a torrid time, I'm afraid, even though one of them's called Schumacher in their first season back. So that's the Formula One. That's what we got to look forward to. As I say, 7.30 tonight, first practice. Race will be midnight on Sunday. And just one final thing to say, thank goodness, the race times go back to on the hour this season. They started at 10 past for the last couple of seasons, which has been a bit silly for TV, especially when all TV companies have an hour-long preview programme anyway. Uh, Formula One have done the right thing. They put it back. The races will start on the hour. So the first race, 11 o'clock, Sunday night from Bahrain. Don't miss it. I think we're in for a fantastic 23-race bumper F1 season. Danny Hicks, nice one. We'll do it all again next week. Thanks very much. Right here on Sports and All.